0: That's, you know, that's what we want, and, uh, and that's, how we, that's how we grow individually. That's how we grow a great church. That's how we grow an effective kingdom, putting our faith to work. How many of you know your faith is meant to work? The authority you have in Jesus is meant to work, right? How many of you have authority in Jesus? Amen? God has given us the authority of Jesus. That was the heat coming on for three seconds. Warm enough? Okay, good. That was for you, love. Where are you? Did you hear that? It came on for three seconds, and then you need more. Okay. So faith works. Um, our, our. I hope I get it right, honey. Our. Three pronged slogan uh, for the pathway to purpose, and of which we're you know we're building team church, team new horizon around the pathway to purpose, and around us being uh, those who are strong in the Lord is healthy Christians bring forth a growing church that strong church, and then it results in an effective kingdom. And uh, so, ultimately, it it starts with us. I think last week I talked about the weakest chain in the link. Um, You and I really do have a kingdom influence, right? What you do every day is actually pushing the kingdom of heaven forward or making the kingdom of heaven weaker. And for me, I want to be one of those really strong links. And I, tr- I try to remember that. How many of you try to remember that? I know you do. You stir up your memory. Hang on, hang on, hang on. This is not just for me that I need to make this decision. This is for everybody around me, everybody that's connected to me, everybody leaning on me, leaning... Everybody that, everybody that I have uh, engaged around me with regard to uh, the tension, uh, the pull of, of responsibility, I want to make those decisions, uh, remembering them too, decisions to follow the Lord, decisions to keep my faith working, decisions to, to overcome. Amen? Um, I want to talk to you today a little bit about prayer. Um, we, are, we are just, as of yesterday, on the other side. So, to, today would be day one of a big victory. This is Wolf, right? Today, because uh, yesterday, we moved mom into the house that we jointly bought. And so it's a massive, massive victory. December eleventh of last year, mom fell, broke one of her feet severely, one of her ankles severely, and the other one not so severely. But uh, at 94, that totally changed her life. And so she was living on her own and she was driving and holding Bible studies and she was mobile and she was and everything was wonderful. And uh, that shifted everything. And I want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, I want to talk to you about prayer with regard to Genesis, not the book of Genesis, but uh, with regard to the first time you heard something. Uh, This story that, and so yesterday was moving day. Uh, We moved mom out of Brookdale uh, to the house. We've been on a frantic prepare her apartment, thrust. And uh, so actually yesterday, uh, Solomon and Trish stopped at Chick-fil-A to stall, and I'm like, where are they? Are they coming? They're at Chick-fil-A stalling. And uh, we were frantically, you know, putting on the last coat of paint, the last little piece of grout in the shower. The last part of the shower curtain, the last knob on a cabinet. And, I mean, just like it was just—it's been a crazy, crazy, uh, turning three rooms into her dwelling place and and her own restroom. And um, so this has been, you know, the, the crazy thrust. But believe it or not, this all started 37 years ago. 37 years ago, we're dating. It's the fall. So it's this season. It was a beautiful fall, an extended fall. We're dating. I have uh, I have met her by, on the on the on on the basis of a word from the Lord. Uh, I met her, and we're dating, and we're driving up Juanita Drive in Kirkland. It's beautiful. I believe we had the top off. We're in this uh, little Porsche car, and we're driving up Juanita Drive, and uh, and we've we're we're just barely dating. And the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, you're going to take care of her mother in, your latter, in her latter years. We weren't even married yet. I'm like, wow, there you go. <laughs> now, uh, it's interesting, but I think you should hang on to every word you've ever heard. There was so much faith attached to that word, you know, like, uh, and sometimes, like, when the Holy Spirit speaks to me, and it's truth, and I'm hearing from Him, sometimes there's goosebumps. You ever get goosebumps? Uh, I do. Uh, so, you know, there was so much faith attached to that word. I, how long did I wait before I told you that even? A long time. So, anyway, the, you know, kind of the power of that memory never left me. And so off and on, you know, mom's getting older. Uh, Joel would say something about mom living with us or us bringing mom in or something. And you know, mom has been like super independent. She's like, no, I don't want to do that. And I want to just live by myself. And I have all of this freedom. And if you're watching mom, I think she's watching right now. (laughs) Love you. Um, (laughs) She didn't come today. She was going to watch on Facebook. Uh, and so, you know, she had all this independence and freedom and so it was, just wasn't coming together and it just kind of never worked and uh, So this is the first time that kind of on the kind of on the you know, the other side of her mending that it looked like oh She wants to this is maybe gonna work so at some point uh, it got kind of like really serious like it could work and so we started looking for house we started looking for housing well we got married living on Lake Washington and uh, so we have loved water all of our lives and so we started looking for a house on the lake this is what we've dreamed about all of our lives is to live on the lake and so we started looking at lake houses we started looking at something that we could buy together and she could be with us and it would be amazing and she could spend her last years with us so um, and going back to Genesis, going back to Genesis, not the book of Genesis, but it's so powerful what you hear. Because what you hear has in it the power, the seed, the life to bring forth what it is that you heard. Are you with me? But then we too, uh, we too have to... We have to marry what we hear to who we've been made to be, okay? So, uh, Matthew twenty-one thirteen. By the way, I'm going to stay seated uh, because um, I'm doing a lot better, by the way, doing so much better, uh, but this keeps me calm, and so bear with me, the, the yeller and the shadow might be back. Matthew 21, 13, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Now, the the context of this is uh, he comes into the temple and he sees all this stuff going on in the temple or in the temple courts. And he saw the buying and the selling of sacrifices. And part of what he saw was the inappropriate markup on sacrifices. So, people would travel to Jerusalem for a good distance. When they got there, they would bring money and not a sacrifice, but they would buy a sacrifice. They would buy a pigeon. They would buy a turtle dove. They would buy a sacrifice when they arrived. And so, there's merchants outside the temple court. So, what he noticed was an absence of prayer. What he noticed was an absence of spiritual communion, what he noticed was an absence of spiritual connectivity and intimacy and oneness what he what he noticed was an absent but he, what he noticed as well was a a hyperactivity of marketing and merchants and profiting and extortion essentially by those who got the business license to use the temple courts to sell the sacrifices. And so, you know, this is what he notices. He notices that the house is involved in all sorts of other stuff, but the house isn't involved in prayer. And I think when Jesus declared this, He was declaring it over the house of the Lord, but this is one of those instances where there was a metaphor woven into what happened, what transpired. Because when he spoke this over the house of the Lord, he spoke it over you and I as well. Because we have become the house of the Lord. So, are are we filled with merchandising? Are we filled with marketing? Are we filled with profiting? Are we filled with usury? Are we filled are we filled with gain are we filled with thoughts of uh, markup are we filled with what are we filled with what's our heart filled with what's our mouth filled with what's our behavior filled with are we consumed with what the house was consumed with in that day when he visited that house was really man's methodology of religious expression or are we filled and consumed with God's methodology of religious expression. So, when he spoke that over the house of the Lord, when he spoke it over the temple, the tabernacle, not only was he marking the people of God, the church, the gathering, the ecclesia, the house of the Lord, the temple, the resurrection of David's house, which is the fulfillment of Hosea 6 and Amos 9. Not only was He marking our future, but He was marking us individually. He was marking us. He was saying forever, this is how you will know that someone has the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. My house shall be called a house of prayer. So, the thrust of that person is prayer. The thrust of that person's Lifestyle is prayer. The thrust of how they view things is through a life of prayer. The thrust of how they see things come to pass and get done is through prayer. The thrust of the center of their expression is communion, with Father, and a dependency comes through prayer, so much so that they only want to do what Father is doing and say what Father is saying. They take on the Jesus lifestyle, the John 519, I only do what I see the Father do. I only say what I hear the Father say. And this, this takes us back to the genesis of the thing. Um, the first day we went out to, I mean, seriously look at houses, uh, Mrs. Pastor found one on a real estate website, and she said, we ought to go look at this, and there's an open house, and blah, 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 and it has a mother-in-law apartment, you know, M-I-L, you know. I said, so we ought to go look at this. And so, we go to look at it, and uh, Mr. Pastor didn't like it so while we're there though the real estate agent says hey we have another house that we just listed like yesterday and it just came on the market today and we're doing an open house over there as well and you want to go look at that it's only like one third more money (laughs) it's only three zillion dollars but you ought to go look at that one and so we're like okay well we'll go over there for fun let's do it for fun you ever done anything for fun So, you have to realize I am, and and my brother hates this. If you're watching, I love you. My brother hates this. I am the biggest tire kicker on the planet. (laughs) Mrs. Wolf knows this. My kids know this, right? I think Solomon's a little bit like me. I will, will, uh, you know, I'll shop something for a month, you know, and then just before it's the moment to spend the money back out of it. (laughs) You don't know how many classic cars I've had my brother shop for me or with me. He's just tired of it now. He's like, just buy it if you want to. If you don't, if you aren't going to buy it, don't even talk to me. Don't. If you're just wasting my time, you you're driving me nuts. Because yeah? I I have backed out of more tire kicking purchases. Ladies, are you this way with your dresses and clothing and your furniture? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I'm you know I don't know. I get buyer's remorse before I write the check. I get cold feet and buyer's remorse. I mean, I I get like. Like, when I get right up to it, I cried the day we got married. I was, I was stricken with, I mean, yeah. There's only one reason I married this woman, by the way. The word of the Lord. Not because she isn't amazing. She is all that and two bags of chips. But, but I mean, you know, the reason, I mean, I really went through with it because I just had to trust the Lord. I heard from God, so that's it. That settles it. The devil tried to get me to not marry. No, seriously. The most amazing gift that I could have received, right? So, we get over there. We go to this house. We walk through this house, and I'm like, whoa. I kind of like feel the massaging of the Holy Spirit upon me. And (laughs) when… No, seriously. When we walked out, when we walked out, I'm like… She's like, what do you think? And I'm like, this could be the house. I really think this is the house. She's like, what? It's five zillion dollars. Are you sure? Are you sure you heard from the Lord? I I don't know. I think this could be the house. I don't know. I I think this could be the house. So then, you know, time went on and we needed to fish or cut bait. I needed to do something. And then the real estate called the real estate uh, the listing agent and said they dropped the price and and so you know, the moment finally, like I'm under this pressure moment, are you going to fish or are you going to, you know, cook or get out of the kitchen? And at that moment, you know, I decided to put in an offer, and uh, so I decided to put, and I'm writing, so actually I'm contacting my real estate, the person that I work with a lot on real estate, and the Holy Spirit says, make your offer through the listing broker. I'm like, you don't do that. That's not smart. That's dual agency. You don't want to do that. That's not good. You don't want to do that. That's not a good idea. Holy Spirit, has anybody talked to you about real estate proceedings? (laughs) Because we know the Holy Spirit knows nothing about real estate. And so I'm like, really? And he's like, yep. I'm like, okay. So I contacted the listing broker, and I said I wanted to make an offer. And this offer went in, and then, you know, then all hell broke loose. So that was March 29th and... And from March 29th until whenever we finally closed September 9th or something like that uh, It was just a roller coaster beyond your imagination Of uh, discovering that the septic system was condemned in 2017 The people were supposed to be living there uh, Losing our finances our house sale fails uh, Trying to get financing three times uh, trying to get bumped off the deal by other buyers and cash buyers. And just uh, the saga is just amazing. I mean, just, uh, the t- at the last minute, the title company, you know, refuses to issue title on the purchase. Uh, at the last minute, my lender finds a late pay on one of my properties, a late pay. You know why? Uh, taxes went up, real estate taxes went up, and my auto pay fell short like a few dollars, and they sent a notification to me at the old address, and it didn't forward to the new because we had sold and moved. We were living in Jasmine's basement, so the lender's like, we can't loan you the money. By then, I've let my contingency on my financing go, so now I'm going to lose $12,000. I mean, this was, you can't believe every day, about every other day. Uh, was, uh, was a crazy thing happening. And we were getting hit with fear. We were getting hit with dread. We were getting hit with every demon under the, on the planet. I mean, all of this is going on. And you know what I'm thinking to myself? I'm thinking this is going to be just like when I married Joel. I'm thinking, listen, listen, I was assaulted with every demon on the planet, it seemed, leading up to the marriage. But the moment we put the rings on and said, I do, they all disappeared. It was over. They were all trying to keep me from the most critical decision of my life. And the moment we signed on this house, September 9th, whatever that was, it was over. Now, I want to tell you from March 29th until September 9th was uh, six of the toughest months of our entire life, six of the, the worst months of our, you know, challenging months of our marriage. Uh, you know, uh, just, uh, we were just so assaulted and so oppressed. Uh, but I had to keep coming back to the Genesis. This is my word today. Uh, Romans ten seventeen can we go there on the screen maybe Romans ten seventeen Romans ten seventeen if you can go there and first john five four so Romans seven 1017, consequently, faith comes from hearing. No, that's the NIV. I wanted the New American Standard on this one because I think the NIV does a bad job. So, faith comes from. I know they do on that verse. So, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. How many of you have received faith from hearing something? Hearing from the Lord. How many of you have had the enemy try to tear it out of your heart? Every day for that six-month period, I think every single day, uh, I was in prayer, like passionate prayer, prophecy, rebuke, rebuking demons, rebuking fear, rebuking theft, rebuking dread, rebuking sabotage. I mean, I would get these phone calls. I would get these words. Like, I would get a you know phone call. Now the lender says, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we're doing a portfolio loan with you, but the portfolio committee—they've never ever accepted a client with a late pay. We can't make the loan. This is like five days before closing. I went to prayer. There's going to be an exception. This loan committee is going to make their first ever exception on a client with a late pay in the last 12 months. Guess what? Two days later, now we're like three days before close, they've made an exception. They've made an exception. They're going to continue with the loan. I mean, this was just crazy after crazy. Go to 1st John 5.4, could you, Brad? 1st John 5.4, I think my, my exhortation to you today, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Whatever is born of God, whatever is born of God, I, I think it's so, I don't know if we pay attention well enough, and this is just my exhortation today, to what we heard in the first place. If you look at the parable of the sower, the parable of the sower is Luke 8, Matthew 13, Mark 4. If you look at the parable of the sower, it says, "'Persecution cometh because of the Word.'" Do you know how bad the enemy wants to rip the word out of your heart? The enemy will use every tactic possible to steal, to rip, to destroy, to overthrow the word that he has put in your heart. And I think God wants to raise up a bunch of tenacious fighters. God wants to raise up a people who will not take no for an answer. Between March 29th and September 9th, whatever that... What day did we... doesn't matter. I think we better get this written down. There were so many opportunities to say it's not going to work, let's walk away. For a period of time, it looked like uh, because they had lied on the purchase agreement about the home, they had misrepresented the home, it looked like we could walk away and get our earnest money back, $12,000, that would have been nice, but uh, I wanted the home. Um, some of you have heard the, some of you heard the story, um, one night the, this is the husband and wife, they were divorced, uh, and so they were court ordered to sell the house. And so they were supposed to be selling the house, but they were, you know, arguing over selling to us and arguing over price point and all of this stuff. And so, um, one night... And uh, we got word back that the wife was ready to move forward, but the husband would never sell to the wolves. And so we're going to bed, and, um, and Mrs. Wolf said, what should we think? What's going to happen? And I sat down on the bed, and my thumb hit my Bible app. And when it did, it opened up a verse, and I'm about ready to give her an answer, and I look at my phone, and there's a verse open on my phone, and it's out of Exodus 14, and it says, "Stand still and see the, the stand still and see the victory of the Lord." Oh, it says this. It says this. You will not need to fight. Now they had they had harmed us so badly. We're moved into five different storage locations. We're moved into Jasmine's basement. We, uh, we stand to lose several thousand dollars. We've walked away from other homes. Uh, they've lied to get this to where it's at right now, all the way up to the closing date, the first closing date, which was May 24th, Memorial Day weekend. And so all of this is going on. So we've got this whole potential legal case in front of us I've gone in to see my attorney all of this and all of this. I've got an attorney's appointment coming up now on Tuesday of that next week. But I sat down on the bed and the Lord says, you will not need to fight. Stand still and see the salvation of your God. Only be at peace. It says, be at peace. The verse says, be at peace. Hold your peace. So I in to see my attorney, he said, what do you think we should do? And what do you want me to do? And we can do this, we can do this, we can do the other thing. And I said, we're not going to do anything. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, we don't have to do anything. I really believe the Lord's got this handle. So the wife hires an attorney, spends about $15,000, takes the husband into arbitration, and the judge agrees that they must sell to the wolves for the price that we've requested. This didn't come without hours of prayer, hours of prayer. I think on the other side of this, even, I felt the Holy Spirit say, wow, what if you applied that determination and passion of a prayer to other things in your life? What would happen? What would happen? The genesis of the thing. 2 Kings 4 8. I need to close soon. You remember the story, 2 Kings 4 8. Uh, Elisha went to Shunem, and he would go to this uh, village called Shunem, and there was a, a lady there, the Shunemite. And she was hospitable to the prophet, and she would put him up and take care of him. And so, he got to thinking, what could the Lord do for her? What, what could I do for her? How could my faith work on her behalf? And uh, so, he says, he's talking with his servant, Gehazi, and he says, you yeah, know, what do you think we should do for this woman? And Gehazi says, she has no son. She doesn't have children. And the light goes poof. That's what we'll do." And so, he says, call the woman here, and so the woman comes, and uh, so he declares, by this time next year, you're going to have a child, and she's like, no, my Lord, no. (laughs) Don't tease me. Don't lie to me. Don't mess with me. Don't… No, it's going to happen. And so, a child comes. But how many of you know, after a few years, the story goes on, after a few years, the child died. Remember that? The child died. Here's what I think. I think we make too many assumptions that when our dream dies, when a report comes in, when the lending won't go through, even though we heard from the Lord in the beginning, even though maybe we actually saw something move forward we actually saw some progress we allow we allow a victory to be stolen from us due to a lack of prayer see it's not just this house it's not just this tabernacle it is you here's what you will be known by you are now a house of prayer this is how your victories come This is how your fellowship comes. I need the band to come and help me. Let's stand. I want the prayer team to come as well. Just prepare yourself to pray for people, if you would. If you're here giving your life back to the Lord this morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be prayed for in just a moment. I don't want anybody to leave without an assurance of salvation this morning, knowing that your sins are forgiven, knowing that you are a son or a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. knowing that you're not only on your way to heaven, but God has ordained that you're on your way to a restored life. You're on your way to a restored life. So, Elijah the prophet gets a word that that the son that he prophesied into existence over the Shunammite woman has died. You know what he did? He went and raised her from he went and raised the boy from the dead. He went and raised the boy from the dead. You know what today's religion would do? Oh well. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, I heard about that. Wow, that must have been God's will. Well, God works all things to the good. That's sure sad. Well, at least she had 13 years with that boy. Wow, what a blessing. She had 13 years. Wow, that's wonderful. Oh, that's so fabulous. Nope. Now, what was the genesis of this thing? The genesis of this thing was that this little lady is going to have a son. This is the Lord's word for you today that you would fight for what you heard in the beginning. What did you hear in the beginning? 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 What did you hear about your marriage? What did you hear about your job? What did you hear about your dream? What did you hear about your ministry? What did you hear about your money? What did you hear about your future? What did you hear about your child? What did you hear in the beginning? That's what you fight for. And if it looks like it's dying, you raise it up. You breathe life into it. You command life to come. You fight every devil in hell. You pray until your knees, until your jeans look like modern jeans. You don't give up. You don't give up. We aren't quitters. We aren't quitters. We are tenacious fighters. We are tenacious. We are scrappy. We are scrappy and tenacious fighters. We raise dead things. We raise dead things. We confront contradictions. We refuse to lose. We remember what we heard in the first place. We remember what the word was. What was the word? What was the word? That's what I'm going to fight for. Because that's where God's will is. That's where God fights with me. Whatever's born of God will overcome. Whatever's born of God will overcome. Whatever's born of God will overcome. Faith comes by hearing. When we hear, we won't give up. Heads bowed, eyes closed all across the auditorium this morning. If I'm talking to you, I'm talking to something in your heart, talking to a dream that's died, talking to something you've given up on, something you've let go of, then you're the one. I want you to come to the front. You're the one. If I'm talking to you about your prayer life and how you really aren't a house of prayer, you're a house of effort, you're a house of work, you're a house of religion, you're a house of merchandising but you're not a house of prayer. If I'm talking to you, then this is your morning to come be prayed for. Come, shift. Make a shift in your heart. Make a shift in your behavior. Shift your house right now. This is a time right now. This is your morning to shift your house. I'm not just going to be a house of effort or a house of labor or a house of merchandising. I'm not going to be a house of marketing or a house of profiting. I'm going to be first a house of prayer. I'm going to be first a house of prayer. I'm going to lean deeply into the Lord. I'm going to surround everything that I've heard with prayer. I'm going to walk with him and commune with him and fellowship with him. I'm going to depend on him to bring every word to pass that he's ever spoken over my life. And I'm going to bask and bake. I'm going to cook. I'm going to broil. I'm going to crockpot every word in prayer, in prayer, in prayer, in prayer, in prayer. I'm going to confront the enemy in prayer. I'm going to prophesy in prayer. I'm going to overcome. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for shifts right now, shifting with us, shifting with us, shifting with us. Would the Lord come to you today with that same whip that he came to the tabernacle that day? That same whip, would he come to you and say, hey, this shouldn't be out of here. This shouldn't be here. This, sh- this shouldn't be a pre- uh, pre- 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 preeminent at, at my house. This shouldn't be number one at my house. This shouldn't be taking up all the attention of my house. My house will be called a house of prayer. My house will be called a house of prayer. Would the Lord bring that same? We look at that passage and we say, wow, what, what was up with that? I'll tell you what was up with that. It was the Lord bringing correction to his house. And this morning, it could be the Lord wants to bring correction to your house. Because your house is out of order. So, Lord, we bring our house into order. We bring our house into order. We bring our house into order. We bring our house into order order right now. Come on, let's respond to the Lord. Let's respond to the Lord. Let's come up and find a place to take a knee. Come up and find a place to press in. Come up and find somebody to pray with. Come up and give your life back to the Lord. Come and recognize him as the Lord of your life. The Almighty One, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the fulfiller of every word. He is the fulfiller of every word. We welcome you to breathe on that which is dead. We welcome you to breathe on that which is dead. We welcome you to breathe on that which is dead. dead. Breathe through our words. Breathe through our mouth. Breathe through our tongue. Breathe through the prophetic declaration, the cooperation, the cooperation of us standing in faith, of us saying yes to you. This is what Mike Bickle says. Mike Bickle is... central to the prayer movement, the founder of the International House of Prayer, answering the question, what does it mean to be a house of prayer? It means that if God speaks to us and moves our heart, then we speak those very words back to him and move his heart. Hear me, church. What is it to be a house of prayer? It means that God speaks to us and moves our heart, and we speak those very words back to him and move his heart. It results in God's resources, God's power, God's money, God's wisdom, God's creative ideas, God's unity and favor being released into the earth realm. Oh, let there be a shift of our lives, oh God. Let there be a shift of our lives, that our house would be a house of prayer, that our house would be a house of prayer. That our house would be a house of worship, a house of supplication, a house of petition, a house of prophecy, that we would make this house, that we would make this house, a house of prayer. That our house would be known first as a house of prayer. That these two feet walking around in these shoes would first be known as a house of prayer, house of prayer, house of prayer, house of prayer that with all things, in all things by prayer and supplication by petition, making our requests known to God with thanksgiving that we would allow, that we would invite, that we would invoke the peace of God, the flood and the fill, all that we are and all that we do. Making this a house of prayer, making this, this flesh this 196-pound piece of flesh, making it a house of prayer, making it a house of prayer. That we would see miracles like we've never seen, that we would see breakthroughs that we never thought, that we would see every word that you speak to us fulfilled, that we would see every promise come to pass, that we would see every promise come to pass, Jesus, that we would see every promise come to pass because we partner with you as a house of prayer. A divine shift, a divine shift, a lifestyle shift, a behavioral shift, a time frame shift, a calendar shift, an appointment shift, a courtship shift, that we would make that kind of a shift right now, Holy Spirit.